Welcome to the Harvest Time Podcast. Harvest Time is a faith community reaching and embracing real people, engaging them in a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit harvesttime.net. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 3 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. In creation, God sent light to separate out the darkness. But this would not be the last time that God sends light to this earth to dispel the darkness of this earth. See, light is a solution to darkness. We know it's both practically and by faith. We, we see this. This makes sense. If it's dark, you turn on the lights. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 through 2 or 3 says this, Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod. Behold, wise men came from the east, from Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. You could say that light announced the birth of the light of the world. The wise men were drawn by the light. Light draws us to things. You may have been sitting in your house one night and saw lights outside. It gets your attention, doesn't it? Or the big lights up in the sky. What's going on over there? Light pulls us in where it illuminates, it invites, it attracts us. In fact, if you've ever been to Motel 6, Tom Baudet has promised he will leave the light on for you. Light says it's safe. Light's a good place. Good things happen in light. Bad things happen in the dark. We know this. It makes sense to us. Yet for some reason, many of us are determined to live our life fumbling and stumbling in the dark when all we have to do is turn on the light of Jesus Christ. Let's talk about him real fast, Jesus. The most recognized name on the earth, the planet, one name, one man. No birth, no death has captured our attention and our focus like this man. Millions of people know the name Jesus. Billions have been born and billions have died on this planet, but no name and no life and no death means to us what this name means. There's something special about this man, this baby, this birth, this life of Jesus. The scripture says in John chapter 8, verse 12, that he is the light of the world. This is important because this proclamation declares that someone, not something, is the key to getting out of the dark. It's not a thing we can come up with. There's a person who is the light, not something you buy or have, not something you can make yourself, but there is someone who is the key to getting out of the darkness in this life. John chapter 1, verses 4 through 5 says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and darkness has not overtaken it. We know that Jesus Christ is the light, and he is the life for us today. Now, as humans, we try to make our own light, don't we, sometimes? We have thought this, if we could just be smarter, more education, yet the smarter we are, the more destructive we become. 
If we could just have more stuff, more money, money makes you happy. Buy more things, have more things. If you get more stuff, you'll be a happier person. I promise you this. Yet the more stuff we have, the more uh, bondage we have today. We have all kinds of stuff. We are a stuff-filled people. We're full of stuff. And we're still not happy. You know why? Because something is not the solution. Rather, someone is the solution for all of us. Listen to me. If, if, if you don't deal with the darkness on the inside of your life, no light on the outside makes enough difference to make a change long term. Jesus Christ is the only light that can sustain your life. Now, this belief we have that we can make our own light has led us down horrible paths. And, and, and we are a frustrated people. We we, we're, uh, we, we oppose ourselves oftentimes when you think about it. And part of this is a very spiritual issue. We fumble and we stumble because we refuse to turn on the light of Christ in our life. Now, think about the days and times in which Christ was born. Here's a couple thoughts real fast of things going on at that time. Violence, injustice, abuse of power, homelessness, government oppression, refugees fleeing for their lives and for their families, families divided, lots of stuff. It sounds a lot like today. Think about today's bigger issues, death, divorce, uh, division, racism, disease, terrorism, addictions, abuse. Need I go on? We live in dark times even today. But the Bible talked about this. In fact, Proverbs chapter 4 says this. It says the way of the wicked is like total darkness. They don't have any idea what they stumble over. Wicked people fumble through life and have no idea why, but they keep stumbling and then Proverbs 18 says this, it says, the way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until the full light of day. Jesus has promised us that his followers will never walk in the dark, but will always have the light of life guiding and leading their life every day. Now you may be asking yourself the question, well, Marty, it don't sound like things have gotten better since Christ's birth. It's the same issue. So that, that's a good conversation. Let's have it real fast. Well, for some, that's true. But for the followers of Jesus Christ who have accepted Christ, they don't walk in the dark. They have purpose. They have a reason to live. They have a hope everlasting. They have a thought, a thought in their heart and minds that there's something in this life bigger than me and that drives my life and that guides my every step. But those absent Christ, those who've rejected Christ, Man, what a struggle. There's not a week that goes by this time of year, in, 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 in particular in this house, in church, we get calls all the time. But this time of year, it seems very, very, uh, very real to us. Because folks are often hurting and lonely and miserable. And, and they focus on what's not there. And they, this is not always a happy time for some people. And so I think about this because some people are, are convinced that something is the key to a happy life. And the truth, it's someone, not something. And not someone who can fail you. All of us in life have had the lights go out somewhere. The lights went out on a hope you had or a dream you had or I'll marry that person or we'll have this family or we'll do this or I'll get that job. And something happened, the light shut off. And you find your heart and life empty and broken. Listen to me. It is someone who is the light of your life, not any something. And not someone of us, but someone called the light of the world, the eternal son of God. That is the light that you have to have today. Not me, not you, but him. He is the source of light and the source of life. So, real fast, where's your life right now? What's going on? You need a dark place? A dark place in your job, 
a dark place in your finances, a dark place in your physical body, a dark place in your married life, a dark place in your kids' relationship. Are you in some darkness? Find the light, turn the lights on, and don't stumble anymore. Stop fumbling around. Focus on what God can do for you by making Jesus Christ the light of your life and find a whole different and better way to live out every day. See, in the Bible, the Bible tells us a new light's dawn for those walking in the darkness. This is Matthew chapter 4. And there's a thought that goes with this today. It's very important. The people that met Jesus Christ in Scripture never walked away indifferent to Christ. They either accepted him, son of God, or they rejected him. They either went this way or that way. But they never went and waffled between the two worlds. And I think that for many of us, the darkness is because we want to live in two societies, two different worlds, two trains of thought. We want to have it this way and have it that way. And you really can't do that with Jesus Christ. See, our challenge is this. Most of us have a dilemma by and large because we want to accept him, but we're afraid he'll require stuff of us. Most of us want to invite him into our outer world, but not our inner world. In fact, most of us aren't prepared to reject him, but we have a hard time inviting him in to the inner parts of our life. Because the thought is this, what if Jesus Christ asks things of me that I'm not prepared to do? Here's the good news today. Anything God asks of you, he will give you the strength and power to do through his son and through his word every day. You can live out the life that God asks of you. It's not too much to ask because he'll help you get it done. See, today in this house, if you're here, you have some belief in Jesus. At, at, at a small or a great level, we're all different in this room today. All of us are different here. For some of you, you have a great belief in God, and you're totally into this thought that he is the light of the world. For others, you're going, I don't know, I'm thinking about that. And, and, and maybe you're okay, maybe you're okay that, that he can be my Lord and my Savior, but he's not really going to be yours. And that's a dilemma, too, because you're in two worlds. See, again, the folks that met Jesus Christ in the Bible, they were this way or that way. But when you live life this way, it's more confusing and more difficult and more frustrating because you're not really sure what you believe. See, Jesus Christ, he either is the Son of God and he must be everything, or he is not the Son of God and he is nothing. And he's nowhere in the middle. And for us today in this house, we either have to accept him as that son of God or we have to simply say, get out. You don't exist and you're not real. The dilemma is this. Most of us don't want to quite kick him out. But we have a hard time really bringing him into our life. And that's a huge dilemma. Most of us welcome the comfort of Christmas. What a great story. Everybody loves babies at Christmas. The kids video, was that not pretty cool or what? How cool? Come on, give a hand to our great team and all those kids. That was awesome. And we love the idea of kids at Christmas, don't we? Man, a baby in a manger. Do you guys like how they're stuffing the baby down in the manger? That's pretty, that's pretty cool right there. We, man, what a picture, and, and, and we love the comfort of Christmas, but we're not prepared to make him Lord of our life just yet. Man, what a beautiful story, a baby in a manger, that's awesome. Lord of my life, eh, don't be too fast on that, Marty. And that's why you walk in the darkness. See, our biggest fear is not that Christ isn't the Son of God. 
our biggest fear is that he'll ask things of us that we don't want to do. Because the human nature is convinced of a couple things, and one of those is this, I'm my own God. That's part of the sin nature. But you can't have him as light of the world and not light of your life. And he can't be son of God for some and not for others. You have to accept him or reject him. There's no way to live in between two worlds. If you try to do that, that's a frustrating place to live your life every day. You see, Jesus Christ is the light for us when all the other lights go out in this life. Sometimes the lights go out, don't they? At Christmas time, there's lots of folks that face dark days. There's lots of folks that this is the Christmas since you lost a loved one. The lights kind of went out, didn't they? This is the first Christmas since you lost a job you loved or a friendship you valued, and man, the darkness is starting to hit a little bit. And when you face those dark times, you've got to flip on the light of the world and say, Jesus, guide and lead my life because I don't want to stumble. I don't want to fumble in the darkness. How do you do that? It's real simple. First, you've got to accept you're in the darkness, and you've got to acknowledge you need a light. And you got to believe that something outside of you is that light, and that light is someone, not something. And that someone, of course, is Jesus Christ. And then Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 10 says this. It says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You say, Marty, what's the link between salvation and divine light? That's a great question. Here it is, real simple. When you accept the divine light of Jesus Christ, he replaces spiritual darkness with the light of the truth of his word for your life. And he gives you hope bigger than yourself that you can walk toward and and, and lean on every day because you know something bigger than you is the God of your life. It's simple, but you gotta acknowledge you need it and you got to accept that he is that key to spiritual internal happiness. Not something, but someone. Nothing you can buy, a gift freely given. You know, you can't even buy happiness, can you, in truth? But you can receive the free gift that God has for you. And from that free gift, you can walk every day with the light of the world guiding your life. Are you stumbling? Are you fumbling? Are you frustrated? Are you trying to live in two worlds? We love the baby Jesus, not so fast on Lord of my life, because this has requirement to it. This has a possible expectation. But here's the good news. Anything Jesus asks you to do, listen to me close, he will help you do it as he guides your life. John chapter 3 and verse 16 It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe on him would not perish but have everlasting life. And that is the story of Christmas. Across this house today, where are you at right now? In a moment, we're going to pray. I'm going to give you a chance to Make a decision for your life this morning. Wouldn't it be cool if this Christmas was the last Christmas 
that you stumbled. The last time that you weren't sure about hope, the last time that you had more questions than answers, wouldn't it be cool if this was the year that you simply said, Jesus, I agree, you're the son of God, a baby, but you're also Lord of my life, my master, my redeemer, and the one that guides me every day. In a moment, we'll pray together. We're gonna to all pray out loud. You won't, don't be nervous, you won't be exposed, won't be embarrassed. But we'll all pray together a prayer of salvation and faith. And if there's any doubt in your heart where you would go if you left this life tonight, pray this prayer, mean it. If you're tired of walking in the darkness, pray this prayer, mean it, and begin to live the life. Stop living in two worlds. He's either the son of God and he means everything or he's not, and he means nothing. I believe he's the son of God. And I believe if you choose to follow Jesus Christ and let the light of the world illuminate your path, you'll be shocked how good life can be. I want us all to come to our feet real quick across this place all together. We're almost done, not quite, got more stuff gonna happen, don't leave just yet. And we're gonna pray to, uh, together a prayer of faith. I can't pray for you, but I can lead you, and I will do that today gladly. And today, if there's any doubts or questions about life and where you're going when you leave this life, all of us know that death is real to us. We know life is a vapor. It happens quick. In fact, I guarantee you most folks here have someone who was here last Christmas that's not with you this Christmas. A loved one, a neighbor, co-worker. We all face this thing called life, don't we? In a moment, we'll pray together. It'll be on the board behind me. We'll pray out loud. Again, I can't pray for you, but I can lead you. I can't believe for you, but I can tell you it's worth believing. If you'll pray, if you'll confess, if you'll believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, Romans chapter 10 tells us we will be saved. Y'all ready to pray? Here we go. One, two, three on my lead. Come on, Almighty God, I confess I am a sinner. I receive your Son, Jesus, as my Savior. I confess that he is Lord, believe he died for my sin and rose again. From this moment on, I will love with my whole heart and love others as you have loved me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Come on, give God a praise for saving grace this morning across this house. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. It's always encouraging to know how God is touching lives through this ministry. So if you have a story of how God is working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at share at harvesttime.net.